while we are still standing, I want us to take um, our text for today. But because of our time, we'll just be taking one of the verses. So we're taking the book of Romans chapter 8, and we take verse 37 alone. Romans chapter 8, verse 37 alone. Can we read it together? Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much. Thank you for bringing us together once again. This is your doing, and it's just marvelous in our sight. Thank you because you will cause the heavens to open, your presence will be felt, and your voice will be heard. In the name of Jesus. Lord, that you will help me today to speak a word in season to them that are weary in the name of Jesus. Lord, I recognize that there are as many issues here today as there are people. Lord, everybody will live with smiles on their faces in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Very, very quickly, I want to appreciate Pastor. Pastor, we, we appreciate you. Look, let me, let me proclaim from the rooftops. No matter what anybody says or what anybody writes or publishes, some of us have chosen to identify with you. I have been here, I've been here 19 years. This year makes 19 years that I've been here with my family and I don't think we have any regret. So we choose to stand with you. We recognize you as a father and we celebrate you today. In Jesus' name. Again, I, I like to say this anytime I have the opportunity of standing like this. I am not competent of my own, but our competence is of God, who has made us able ministers of the new covenant, not of the letters, because the letters kill, but of the spirit, because the spirit giveth life. And I go very quickly to what I have to say today. Now, there are some statements in the Bible that are fundamentally important to your destiny. They're so crucial, they're so fundamental because you need to continually ruminate over these statements if you're going to make anything out of your Christian life. Nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord standeth sure, having this seal that the Lord knoweth those that are his. Let everybody that names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. The Bible says right from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violent and only the men of violence take it by force. The Bible went further to say, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. And then one of them again is that which you have just read now. Said in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. So I charge us today to have this at the back of your mind all the time. Now, if the Bible is saying that we are more than conquerors, it presupposes that there's a battle or there was a battle. There was a contention somewhere. Is that all right? That's why the Bible says somewhere in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, see, I have given into your hands, see on the Amorite, king of Hishbon and his land. Say, begin to possess the land by contending with him in battle. It sounds a paradox. What you say you have given me, why do I need to contend? You need to contend because the devil is constantly around. And that's why the Bible says it was for this purpose that the Son of Man was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Friends, indeed, we have had to contend with so many things in recent years. 
We had to contend with COVID. We had to contend with job losses. We had to contend with family issues. Insecurity like never before. In fact, never in the history of mankind has there been so much outpouring of evil as we have today. Friends, we need to continually, continually be assured that God is with us. And in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. You know, the mistake that many people make today is that they think once we have given our lives to Christ, we are battle free. No, 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 no. In fact, the, mo the moment you give your life to Christ, you are battleful. Yes. You know, God never promised an easy passage. He only guaranteed a safe landing. He never, he never promised an easy passage. He only guaranteed a safe landing. And that's why the Bible, you know, records of Abraham. That Abraham never considered the deadness of Sarah's womb. He only considered him that made the promise faithful. To all the men in the house, it's okay if you have to contend with so many things today. It's okay. I remember a message that pastor preached so many years ago. He said, let it be so for now. If you have to contend, it's part of what we have to go through. So it's okay. It's not unusual. It's not strange if you have to contend. But one thing that is sure is that victory is guaranteed. In all the issues, in all our issues, it is important that we don't fail and disappoint God. I stand with all the men in the house today. I share your, your, your pains, your struggles, your low moments, your innermost pains that you cannot even tell anyone. In times like this, the Bible says if we faint in the days of adversity, our strength is small. On the other hand, if we do not faint and do not grow weary in well-doing, we shall reap a, re a reward in due season. Please, I, I charge you, I encourage you, all the men, hang in there. Hold on to God continually. And may we all collectively find in him the joy, the peace, the inner gladness and comfort that will put smiles on our faces. I even know that a lot of men are even less than men at home. It's okay. I encourage you today. Let not your heart be troubled. It's okay. Let it be so for now. Be rest assured that God is somewhere. He's looking at you and he's fighting your battles. That's why I wake up every morning. Personally, I wake up every morning. My wife can attest to this. There's a constant in my prayers. I say, Father, thank you for the battles that you fight and the victories that you've given. Even though you have not opened my eyes to see. He fights our battles every now and then. For us to be more than conqueror. But before I go to that, 
I want to, I want to encourage somebody with something. Ordinarily, if you know me very well, I won't say this. I mean, I won't say it to so many people. Not even talk of climbing the pulpit to start talking about it. But if it's going to encourage somebody, I will say it here today. When I had my issues in my office and I went on suspension for 10 months, no salary, nothing and all that. It might interest you to know that I paid back 12 million naira of what would have been my money. I shared this. I think Pastor K knows about this. I shared it with Pastor Yomi when he visited the weary the other day. And I met him in his hotel and we were talking. 12 million naira, six, seven, eight years ago, I paid back. But you see, when the Lord will return the captives to Zion, we'll be like them that dream dreams. A year or two after that, the same bank appointed me as the head of subsidiary, head of recoveries for African subsidiaries. And that's how I started traveling all over Africa. And what I lost, I made back. So I'm saying this. I'm saying this. You may be in debt. You may owe everybody. But please know that there's a God somewhere. He hears your cries. He sees your struggles. And he's fighting your cause. What do we need to do to be more than conqueror? I can talk about this for the rest of today. But I'll talk about, about three things. The first one is there must be a time of preparation. Unfortunately, I don't see that today. For some of us, when we gave our lives to Christ, it was everything. I tell people, I still, tell, I still told somebody last week in my office, and I said, if you see some things happening in my life today, they are not answers to prayers that I'm praying now. There are answers to prayers that I paid years back. All those years, 94, 95 in Abuja, when we were serving God, all through the year. Then there was no insecurity. We were traveling all over FCT. 1, 2, 3 a.m. Driving. We had a bus there called Evangelist Phillips. Doing all manner of things. 1, 2, 3 a.m. All over FCT. That was when Nigeria was a virgin. You know? I remember those days again then we wake up in the morning and I would make up my mind in my house. I don't want to see anybody, not even my parents. I lock myself in my room one, two days, no food, no water, just to be groaning. I don't see that around today. I see jumping around. People just jumping around. That's what I see today. So there must be a time of preparation. That's number one. Number two, you must be obedient. Job 36 verse 11 says, If they will obey and serve me, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in contentment. And number three, and finally that I want to talk about, wonder what we need to do. Do not forsake the gathering of brethren. Don't forget that the Bible says one will chase a thousand, two will chase how many? One will chase 1,000, but two will chase 10,000. I want to ask here, why a lot of men in the house do not come to men's fellowship? It baffles me. 
We call meetings that we don't see men turn up. I pray that today God will touch our hearts. Let's make the men's fellowship strong again. Let me say this again. And I'm sure some people will not like what I want to say, but I will say it so that I encourage people on the need for us to come together as brethren. You know, during that time when I said I had issues in the office and I was on suspension for 10 months, no salary and all that. I needed to pay the school fees of my boys. And if you know the kind of premium I place on my family and my boys, you will know that I couldn't stand my boys being sent out of school. So I had to approach one or two people to borrow money. By the way, that was the first time in my life, my adult life, since I started working, that I'll be borrowing money. It broke me. I wept. And I had to meet my brother here, Kuleli Jadu. He might not like this, but I'm going to say it. And I met him, and he gave me some money. And fortunately, I got back to the office. My 10-month salary, everything was paid back. And, and I started, I had the repayment agreement with him. Listen to this. One of the months, I couldn't pay back. I needed to, because 10 months without pay. So many things were, were ready. So I needed to restructure that payment. So I called him. I said, uh, Brother Kule, I, I can't do this. He told me, he said, look, Brother Jay, you are not under any pressure to pay back. Pay back when you have it. Pay back when you have it. Look. I will never forget that in life. I bring this to my mind every day. I won't forget that in life. But I'm saying this because so that you know that there are benefits of coming together in the men's fellowship. We get to, we get to. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Is it that one alone? Where's Brother James? This is somebody that organized, when he learned about the fact that I wasn't paid, he organized the men and they gave me some money. I wanted to reject it. He said, no, you have to take it. So friends, if you are a man in the house today, if you are a father and you do not belong to the men's fellowship, you've not been part of us, you've not been coming, I challenge you this morning, make up your mind to start coming to the men's fellowship. Finally, brethren, you have been praying and God knows what you have been praying about. All the battles all the issues, school fees. Let me say this again before I go on. I want to beg our wives and our women. Let me put on my glasses again so I can see your faces. Please help us as men to be the man that God has called us to be. Please help us. Help us to be 
the, the husband that we ought to be. The kind of husband described in the Bible. Help us to be the father that we should be. Please. Don't, we already have enough issues. Don't add to it. Don't, don't make it more difficult to be a man. Please. I beg you in the name of God. I, I, let, me, let, me, let me say this very quickly. I have somebody that I call my bishop. He was the president of the Campus Crusade for Christ in Jones. And we were together in the Lord in those days. Serving God and all that. He told me of when he's himself and the wife. They were not fighting. But usually they have, the two of them are educated. He's a PhD holder, the wife. So they argue a lot about issues. And they couldn't just agree on a particular thing. So they decided, the two of them decided. I said, okay, you know what? Let's look for somebody that the two of us respect. That we will be able to listen to. So they went to this man. An old man in his 80s. A deacon in Christ Baptist Church. So when they got to his house, they sat down and they were talking. And he was talking, vituperating. She did this. She did that. The man, the old man sat down and was just like this. After talking and vituperating, the man said, Demola, have you finished? He said, yes, I finished. The man said, Demola, you are thinking too highly of yourself. He now pointed to his wife. The old man pointed to his wife and said, see her. There are some things I told her to do 30 years ago. She's just beginning to do them now. Because it's just making sense to her now. Debola, say what you need to say. As long as you are saying it in God, go and rest. When she realizes, she will start to do it. Women, please help us. Please, the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. So you have been praying and God knows what you have been praying about. All the battles and all the issues. God says, I'm going to do more than that. I expected an amen. God says, all the issues that you have been praying about, I will do more than that. He is about to surprise you. He will go over and above what you have asked. Things will not only happen soon or sooner than you think they will happen bigger than you imagined. Please mark my word today in the name of Jesus. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and we stand upright. And that's because we are more than conquerors. Can we pray, please? Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you for everything. Lord, we commit every father in the house onto your hands. Father, please, going forward... Help us to be fathers indeed. In the name of Jesus. Everything that we need to be fathers are to be husbands. Is it wisdom? Is it money? Is it influence? Whatever it is that we need to be real fathers and to be real husbands, 
Father, please give one to us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father.